Too Many Comics, episode 171. Brooks, we... I think I threw shade on the fact that everyone was hoping that Hugh Jackman's announcement was going to be about Wolverine, and we have confirmed that it is not about Wolverine. It was not. He's, <laughs> it, it couldn't be more opposite of that. He's going on, like, some tour of, like, his musical numbers, which mm-hmm. could not be He's such more... an interesting guy. I, he's got range, for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. But, but like, no. no. But like, the fact that even like this got picked up in any type of comic book stream <laughs> is just a slap in the face. Like, <laughs> what? Okay. I still think we haven't seen the last of him as Wolverine, though. Neither do I. But like, don't, don't cheat me. <laughs> don't tease me. That and then switch it out with like musical numbers. That's you know what I'm saying. Like that would be like maybe like I, I'm I'm struggling with how I, how I could fool you. The, the point is it's just bad. It's just very bad. <laughs> and, and maybe like, like we're going to it has an open bar. It's gonna be great. Like psych. It's actually a salad bar. Yeah, yeah I know. But you yeah. probably be into it. Eh, whatever. Okay. We do have some actual though excitement that that came this past week. So we got a couple of new trailers. Not the one that we were hoping for, but that we'll get to later. But we did get a season two trailer for Marvel's Runaways, which comes out, I believe in a few weeks um I don't know if you got a chance to watch this, but a lot more powers shown off in this trailer. So I think the series is going to take a turn from, you know, setting the stage of the characters or running away to now they're going to be, you know, doing some battle. We got some some hints at um, Nico's powers. Uh, it seems to just be a lot more action-packed season two awaits. That sounds good. There's also, um, I, I hate to like, slide this in here, but there was a teaser that was released today of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina season two. Have you watched any of the show yet? You are all about the show. I, it's a great show. And the fact that they released, released a teaser trailer already, season two, April, has already happened. That's good, right? Nothing? I thought the show just came out, so they split it into season one and two? Uh, apparently. I didn't know. Okay. But I was like, uh, but I'm into it. Great show, dude. You've got to give it a chance. I, I've got it on the list. The list is pretty backed up. Well, but I've endorsed this. Does that help at all? A little bit, yeah, sure. The show's with the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel soars in second official trailer. Thoughts on this one? I like this one, too. Yeah, this was but much better again, than the first one. My only issue is I feel, as much as you can, I feel bad for an inanimate object, which is... We're all looking forward to this movie as a means to get to Avengers 4. <laughs> like, am I wrong with this? Like, I want to see it. It's going to be great. But it's all like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get through the movie so we can flash forward to how she's going to help out Avengers 4. This is, listen, this is still how I feel like. It, we've talked about Marvel not needing to do marketing for Avengers 4. I feel like they could put out a press release and a social media blitz just simply saying uh, to view the release of the Avengers 4 trailer, it will be shown at the end of Captain Marvel, and then Captain Marvel will be like the most successful movie of all time. <laughs> like, that's that's not a bad idea. Right? I mean, we, we're all waiting, like, as you just said, we clearly know that she's got a role in Avengers 4. You know, we, we're interested in seeing her, but we more so want to get to Avengers 4, which is a little unfair to her, but... You know, that if you want to make people go to this movie, you know, there you go. I mean, I'm into it. And, and you know, I mean, it'll be here before you know. Both of them. Well, actually. speaking of Avengers 4, the trailer has not hit yet. Though Jeremy Renner has teased that you may be seeing it in a, a few days. The rumor mill has been going nuts. We were just talking beforehand that the, the last I read, there were multiple news pieces, but the last I read said that it was planned for Wednesday. Um, some rumors that it was going to be released on Good Morning America, which is when the first 
Captain Marvel was released, and then uh, old man President Bush had to uh, pass away. Our condolences, and uh, his his funeral and everything is is tomorrow. So it seems as though they're going to delay that. And the word on the street is Friday for the Avengers Four trailer. Nine a.m. EST. Yes. So wake up, put it on the big screen. It'll be a good time. I'll be traveling then. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. No. Anyway, that sounds fine. All right. Netflix has canceled. Netflix has canceled. Marvel shows are not heading to Disney Plus. I mean, this whole thing is weird to me that the fact that all these shows that to me were seemingly popular have been one by one gunned down like for life looks like so here's what i will say um i don't know if you saw this thread stop me if you did by this guy matthew ball on twitter who is the former head of strategy for amazon studio he and i you know i've had the same sort of thoughts until i read this thread and I'll summarize it and, and read through pretty quickly. Uh, he sees he says there seems to be some nuance that's missing, which tells you a lot more about the future um, of the video in 2019. Netflix reportedly holds the right to keep renewing these shows, irrespective of Disney's preferences. Disney may be entering Netflix's territory with Disney Plus, but that didn't drive the cancellations. Netflix was making a rationale decision based on quality, cost, and viewership. To point, the shows will remain Netflix originals for years. Disney would have to buy them back, and says they don't fit with Disney Plus's positioning and won't be rebought. And there's likely a hold on reusing the IP and TV. For example, Disney can't just launch a new Luke Cage in 2019. The reality is these shows were unprecedentedly expensive, Netflix reportedly paying 60% markup, but they weren't very good. Audiences have undoubtedly declined precipitously. You can see this in the marketing spend, and it's hard to grow audience in late seasons. With old, mediocre shows, it's just about viewer retention each year. To point, Disney never put much effort in their Netflix shows. Daredevil had three showrunners in three seasons, Luke Cage 2 and 2, Jessica Jones 2 and 3, and the tease MCU integration never happens. Telling that the signature achievements and performers of the MCU are in the Avengers films, but the Defenders was one of the least buzzy, least titles, in part because of the two preceding two series, the back half of Luke Cage and all of Iron Fist, were very poor. They said the Netflix Marvel deal was set at a time in November 2013 when Netflix needed big, buzzy IP that stood out and didn't need to be managed internally, willing to pay whatever it took for it. The deal was meant to be single seasons. Despite its end, Marvel Netflix was a success. 2019, Netflix has a huge internal pipeline fueled by mega deal with Shonda Rhimes, Ryan Murphy, and there's no markup on their own stuff. And Netflix's audiences and brand are much larger. This means Netflix needs needs grew and the contribution of the Marvel shows wane. With Marvel now focused on their own shows, it's hard to imagine Disney's best foot forward was going to go towards age Netflix series. Netflix reportedly wanted to shorten the seasons, thereby reducing total spend and improving retention quality, uh, which means Disney would reduce their revenue from two-thirds while keeping valuable characters unavailable for all other live action applications while focusing on their own downloadable content. Blah, 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 blah. So Disney balked at that. The value wasn't there for either party, and everyone is now tired of financing other parties' enterprise value growth. So, yeah. It makes sense. The deal was made at a time when Disney had no, you know, no thought in doing their own streaming. Netflix didn't have that many of their own shows taken off. This created a bunch of buzz. They are very expensive to make. And now they make successful shows without having to pay all the money to do so. I mean, kudos to your Olympic level reporting back there. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) It was a long thread, but I thought it it needed to be said because I've had all these questions. And that dude, former head of strategy at Amazon Studios, seems to know, you know, the inner workings of these TV type things. So um, it all makes sense after reading that. I guess so, but I'm saddened by all that. Yeah, still sad. Also, like the point where he was like, they never made good on the MCU integration. I agree with that. I, I wanted to see, you know, one shot of Defenders being like, oh shit, Thanos is here. Nothing. 
Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. And, and you know, one thing I, I will miss because they'll likely the next time they use these characters, I imagine they'll recast because who knows when they're going to yeah. be able to do it. Um, right. I thought they just had they had casted very well for the most part for this. I, Charlie Cox was a great Daredevil. Thought Luke Cage was great. Uh, Electra was good. The Punisher was well cast. Like a lot of these, a lot of these characters, like they did a great, they did a very good job with these shows. So you know, Ty- I guess Ty- just... Typhoid, Typhoid Mary was good. Yeah. So. I'm just saying that you're laughing, but that's true. All right. Well, either way, pour one out. Yeah. All right, fine. Avengers Infinity War director admits that it was Star-Lord's fault that Thanos won. Okay. Well, I mean, thank you for that. But we all knew it. We all watched that movie being like, what the fuck? You, you, <laughs> you, you were so close. You, you, you got mostly connected. Grant and his girlfriend got killed. But come on. Was it worth sacrificing half the galaxy? The universe? No. Okay. Well, that's all I'm saying about that. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a, that's a Lucy. That's all I'm saying. It's a uh, it's a shame they were so close to defeating him, and also Thor if he'd have just gone for the headshot. Well, there you go. Hindsight's twenty twenty. All right, let's talk books. Okay, so debut review: Old Man Logan, Dead Man Logan. Oh, you're right. Starring, <laughs> starring Old Man. So um, Ed Brisson, Mike Henderson, uh, covers by a bunch of different people. What are your thoughts on this? Actually, look at, let, let's walk this back. So this picks up immediately after the conclusion of Old Man Logan. That's that's correct this time, where he has fought a character called Maestro, who is a Bruce Banner from an alternate timeline. They fight each other to the death, kills the Maestro, and he himself is close to death. And now Wolverine has learned he's basically terminally ill. But he's got one final mission, which is to take out uh, Mesmero, who was the character from the Mark Miller run from back in the day that resulted in Wolverine slash Old Man Logan murdering all the X-Men under, like, the influence. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's basically... You, you, you finally read that, right? Right? That, that run? Uh, Mark yeah, Miller? Mark Miller's? Yeah. Yes, okay. So he's finally going to go... He set out to do what he's supposed to do back when this book started with Jeff Lemire four or five years ago. <laughs> How many of that issues did that go? Like 47 or something? The, the Jeff Lemire version? Yeah, the, the then, then it turned into an Ed Brisson. I mean, yeah, they, they didn't reboot it, though. It, they kept the numbering going. I want to say that dozens, perhaps? Yeah, okay. Two dozens? I don't know. I wasn't prepared for this. The point is that we've come full circle. Where, what do you think of this book, this this one here? Knowing that it's a 12-book run, right? Mm-hmm. And Hopefully. This, 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 yeah, this should be the, the final you know curtain call of Old Man Logan, given that Logan, the original Wolverine, is back alive, if only being teased in the main Marvel Universe. Okay. I um... – so one one quick one quick thing is that I had some fun I had some fun with this book. So, you know, I've I've read a lot of this Marvel stuff that I don't have the full backstory or or whatever and I, you know, just dismiss as not being for me. Um here's a couple things that transpired in this book outside of whatever the full main storyline is. So number one, you know, I know enough of it to to just pick up. And I think even if you didn't know the full thing, if you just read, you know, the beginner part of sort of what state Logan's in, uh, you know, what may have transpired quick Quickly, and you can get the get the the grasp of it. Um, but I will say they use the right mix of characters for me to be you know intrigued and you know to break outside of just all of this old man Logan stuff that has, seems to have been going on forever. Um, the first the first of that being Glob, uh, and you know I don't know if that's if he's if he had any part in the old man Logan run. The most recent one? Uh, annoyingly so. Okay. Yes. See, I've kind of enjoyed him a little bit, and we'll talk a little bit more later about Uncanny X-Men. 
but I've been reading that, which which he's in. So it was a, it was a familiar thing, and I've been enjoying his little the 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 you know his short amount of time that he's that he's been around in that that other book. So to see him pop up in here when I wasn't expecting it was was kind of fun. Um, and then at the end when uh, when Hawkeye is introduced uh, again, and we get the the Hawkeye version that you know is a little little dumb, a little silly, got some funny remarks. You know the Hawkeye that you have come to love that gets spread around whether that's the whether that's um fractions hawkeye or kelly thompson's hawkeye or rosenberg's in the winter soldier hawkeye book um so i like the ancillary characters in this i I didn't feel so bogged down of this long history of old man logan and being 100 focused on logan that there's some other characters that i can enjoy that bring a little something out of logan because you know he's not always the the funniest character or you know he's, he's i would say he's more serious you know than the most um especially when he's on a mission to kill somebody um so i mean i've i was actually and i actually enjoyed the read i'm not sure if i think if it keeps up you know i might buy the next two or three issues and and see where it goes it might be something that i read you know once it finishes and just blow through it um but i was pleasantly surprised that i uh I enjoyed this. Same Z's. I also was uh, intrigued by this book. I didn't want to like it either. I really liked the artwork, um, which I didn't think I was. It reminded me of some work that I've seen elsewhere in the X Men books that I just that I've also enjoyed. But I, I mean. I, I did not want to like it all, but I definitely did. I also think it was smart how they've sort of come in full circle with you know, Wolverine saying, Oldman Logan saying, sorry. Um, I'm going to take out Mesmero because he's the reason that my entire life became the way that it was. He ruined my entire life. And so I'm going to make sure that, that, you know, a la Back to the Future style, this ain't going to happen for me. Right. Um, and by him trying to investigate this plot point, he somehow gets it kickstarted, actually. And I'm, I'm not going to reveal all the, all the reasons that that happened, but I really enjoyed it. I, I would, would definitely consider the book. And uh, I, I'm surprised because we, we read it begrudgingly, but I, I, I thought it was cool. Really did. <laughs> Agreed. And, uh, you know, much the same. I mean, I didn't, you know, and that's being truthful, you know, I didn't want to like it. it. Like We picked it up as it being a, a week where there didn't seem to be a lot of new number ones coming out that we were intrigued by. Uh, is it and it you know is a title of a character that's been going on for quite a while with that with that old man logan series that i had zero interest in um but uh you know great great job ed brisson way to uh yeah. hook me in yeah but uh, chris bishalo is who i was referring to as the artist that it reminded me of who's like been around in the x books and other books for a long long time uh big fan distinct style but uh i think mike henderson did an admirable job you know doing his own thing while making it feel familiar and comfortable uh, to people like me. So I'm in. I'm in. I'm definitely going to read a book. Cool. For next week, we've got a, a couple of new number ones that we're uh, we're going to take a look at. Uh, the first being Martian Manhunter number one of 12. This is, no matter what you know about Jean Jean's, I'm, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. You're not prepared for this. The acclaimed team of writers Steve Orlando and artist Riley Rossmel re-team for reinvention of the Manhunter from Mars in this twisted, unexpected series. Back on Mars, about as corrupt as a law officer can be, and when reckoning comes for his entire society, he'll get a second chance he doesn't want or deserve. One shocking murder and an unexpe- unexpected fragment of the Mars he lost will change his life and the course of Earth forever. So I don't know much about Martian Manhunter uh, whatsoever. Um, so I'm interested in, in learning a bit about a new character, and I love Riley Rossmo's artwork. Okay, what, what, what is this person known for? Otherwise, uh, Bedlam is what I know him from. Uh, a book he did with Nick Spencer back in the day. Um, I'm sure there's some other stuff that I'm just forgetting off the top of my head, but that one is what I think that might have been the first time that I was introduced to his work and was a big cool. Well, um, 
I'm down with that. All right. And then let me catch my breath. Die number one. The Wicked and Divine writer Kieran Gillen teams up with artist Supernova Stephanie Hans. Journey into uh, her first, for, for, for her first ongoing comic. Die is a pitch black fantasy where a group of 40-something adults have to deal with the returning unearthly horror they barely survived as teenage role players. Kieran's in a rush. He describes it as goth Jumanji. It only captures a, a sliver of what you'll find in an oversized debut issue where fantasy gets all too real. I like it. Cool. Well, I'm a fan of Kieran, Kieran Gillen, so, uh, you know, he, he can write a good story. No less about um, Stephanie Hahn, so, uh, def- but it's been getting rave reviews that I've seen thus far, so excited to check that out. I'm down. I mean, I like it when we have, uh, you know, uh, the Sophie's choice of what could we pop, what, too many number ones? That's what I'm never saying. We read books, Tazong. <laughs> what, what else did yeah, you get to this week? Uh, uh, you're not listening? <laughs> All right, let's see here. So I had a, a pretty good week. So other than, let's see here. Um, Heroes in Crisis number three, Tom King. I love this book. I don't even know why. Because, I mean, a lot of these characters and these concepts and the whole thing about Sanctuary are new to me. But I'm, I'm enjoying the way it's unraveling itself. And it's really making you guess and second guess what's really happening there. Um, I, I like, I, I mean, I'm, I've obviously subscribed, but I enjoyed this book a whole lot. What do you think? Uh, yeah, fully agree. I mean, it's laid out a lot of the same ways that um, Mr. Miracle was with a lot of those nine panel, uh, nine panel pages. So it's it's a little familiarity knowing that it's King. That sort of layout it w- again with you know characters that aren't that well known. Um, and he makes them interesting. It comes up with a with a cool story, uh, an interesting plot. You know, I mean, I'm, he's fantastic at making you know characters stand out. So. I think I've said before, and I've been following him recently about, about his current. He has a plan for I think it's 105 issues of his current Batman run, where he's like at a 50 or some. Uh, I plan to go through and, and read those when he's completely done, completely done to see a, a full story of his told through you know one of the bigger characters in comic books. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that would be after going through a lot of his stuff that I've read and, and have loved. I, I bet there's a lot of good a lot of good nuggets in that Batman run. Okay, well, I mean, I'm into it. Same. Uh, okay, so I also got Uncanny X Men number three, which is done by. Matthew Rosenberg, got it. Is it Kelly Sue? Kelly Thompson. Kelly Thompson. There's so many writers involved. And Ed Brisson. Yeah, I know. So anyway, but I do enjoy the weekly output of this book. I'm still enjoying it. Um, we so have you fallen off this? Are you still with this book at all? I'm still with it. You're still read you, you read this too? Listen, I I, th- I really think it benefits from coming out weekly. It's every <laughs> the story is fresh in my head. It's there every week for me to pick up and and it's I mean it's just like a a good TV show that you just like clockwork. Here it is on Wednesday. Check it out. Um, you know I like the twist of this one with with Legion. Them finally getting to the bottom of what's been happening with Jamie yeah. Madrock. Yes. Um, I, like I said, I, I dig the 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 kid characters that they've used because they're characters that I knew very little of. Um, so it's. You you know, it was welcoming to someone like me and not having to dive into, you know, the likes of all the, the X-Men that have been in the movies and such a storied history of having to go through and learn all that. Um, it's been uh, it's been fun thus far. Pleasantly surprised. OK, so we've gotten this whole thing where you mentioned. So so Legion is here. We understand his role in this whole thing. We Madrox is, is, is sort of we figure out what what why is this? We have not learned why there's dinosaurs happening, but we learned that there is a larger player at play who has been sort of like masterminding this whole thing. And then it's over. But to your other point, um, I'll see you in six days from this. That, that's what I like. Yeah. Like, li- 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 I, I, don't, I don't like to have the whole like waiting around stuff. But I mean, obviously, this, this is like the main X-Men book, so I like it. Um, the critics have not been that kind to it. I'm not going to read any reviews or give you any like, you know, quantitative metrics about it. But like, I have no complaints. I like it very and much. And I like I wish- how are they doing? 
doing the so are all three of them are they collaborating on each issue is are they switching off how is that actually working they never say i mean if, if the only thing that i know for sure that's being recycled which is you know an obvious thing is the art but like i someone has to be writing them bubbles <laughs> yeah somebody has somebody has to be being like you know saying they're gonna say this in this you know quadrant but they don't come out and say what it is i, I imagine they probably have gotten together and have come up with like the look the, the like the 12 book narrative and somehow they're like divvying up who's going to write the, the actual you know, dialogue yeah that's my that's my guess but i, I mean, don't know I, I think it's a it's a cool collaboration i mean brisson's brisson's very brisson's good in his own way and you know matthew rosenberg and kelly thompson are two of my favorites going right now so you know however they worked it out it's it's they're doing well okay so i i already read this but marvel Knights number two is your thing Yes. So you, I had forgot to buy this. I have since, you know, obviously bought this one, downloaded it and pre-ordered all the others. Uh, just echoing the thoughts that you had, I think last week. Uh, it's fantastic. So, you know, it's a story, these heroes, um, you know, wake up, clearly their memories have been erased. It's, you know, the likes of Daredevil, Bruce Banner's involved now, Elektra, um, Frank Castle. It's super interesting. And again, this is, is this Rosenberg doing this? Uh, I believe so. I think he did the second issue. Donny Cates did the first. So another one where yeah, stories yeah, are being it. done between the two. And again, two writers that I enjoy. So, you know, this this book has been awesome thus far. Um, um, I'm already purchased and pre-ordered and bought in for uh, this, I think it's six issue run. Yeah. So excited to see where they expand the line too after this. I like it. I really do. And this is one that I thought I asked backwards into, but I like it. All right. So let's see here. Regression number 13, uh, Colin Bunn. I've been reading this book for some time, 13 issues, um, where it involves like past lives and culty type stuff. And it's a little bit psychosexual and violent, and this and that. I feel like I'm ready for this one to wrap it up. I mean, 13 sounds short, but I feel like they've covered so much ground and so much much weirdness that i'm ready for them to like be like issue 15 is the end I, that's what i want i'm sorry but well, I, I, a, you're I, a solid I, two trades in so that, that makes I, sense i i feel like 15 is a respectable run for all for all of us including me for all all involved including me i think that's a good way to go about this <laughs> <laughs> i i support that uh redneck 17 this is donny cates now this book read like is going to be the last issue and I, I will give nothing away there was a bit of a time jump there was a bit of a um it looked like people were going to be not around much longer and then clearly not the end. But it read that way, and I wish that it was, Donny Cates. Just because, again, there's no reason to like stretch this stuff out to the point where it doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, not everything is like, being ongoing, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, but, but, but in general, a good, a good book. Um, Old Man Hawkeye. This one is the penultimate issue of the 12-issue run. Do you think you'll ever pick this back up again? I do, yep. Uh, it, it, it has been a good book. I've really enjoyed it very much. Um, again, this this preambles Old Man Logan that Mark Miller did, but probably like according to like timeline wise, like ten years ahead. So you're getting a lot of like, oh, that's how that happened, or oh, you know, whatever. Uh, but nevertheless, this book in and of itself has been very solid, and I really have enjoyed it, the, the the entire thing. And I, I I was I doubted it a lot, but much like I did uh, of um, Death Dead Old Man. What is it again? What the hell is it? Again? <laughs> Dead Man Logan. <laughs> what the hell is, yeah, I doubted it, but this book has been very good as well. Uh, and then I read a book called The Warning Number One, which I flirted with making our number one last week. So this is by um, Edward LaRoche, uh, art, cover, and interiors. He's the writer of the whole thing. It's a futuristic book where we slowly learn – should I say? Learn? Yeah, I will. Learn. <laughs> <laughs> Learn that um, Earth is being invaded 
very, 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 very slowly. And like now we're sort of engaging, right? We're engaging like, you know, the armies and the guns and what have you. But um, it goes super quick, but the art is solid. The, the, the spreads are great. And, uh, you know, I think for a book one, you know, you should give it a go. Okay. The only other thing I got to was Maneaters 3. I'm so curious about this. It's still, I mean, still a decent story that has not teetered on the edge of you know feminism and super meta and what's going on in today's world um you know still a a fun story we got a little bit more background uh, as to what's going on how you know how she's had to cope with it as being a uh, teenage girl um the last panel this isn't really getting 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 anything giving anything away but the last panel is as her sort of coming out of the room with the cat eyes um it seems as though she's gonna you know go out on the prowl here in the next issue if it if it picks up right where this leaves leaves off whereas these first three issues we've seen her trying to hide the fact that you know it's gotten her essentially um so you know i might be interested to see to see where that goes it's it's been again still the the layouts are intriguing the art is good the colors are great um they, they make it an interesting read uh for sure so um you know i'm still somewhat on board <laughs> i can't believe i can't believe it but you know, but I'm I'm also quite curious. It's such a scandalous, weird book. Yeah, it's not terrible. Also, you call it the wrong name. Super pussy. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In other news, what's happening? Uh, Marvel reportedly developing a Shang Chi film franchise. Okay, so why should I care about this again? I don't know. I don't know anything about this char- character. Um, it's their next big hero coming out of Marvel Studios. According to Deadline, Shang Chi will head on his own film franchise. Uh, Chinese American writer Dave Callahan will handle the first film screenplay, while director is currently being pursued callahan helped write the upcoming wonder woman 1984 and will pen spider-man into the spider versus sequel so a, a writer who's been around the block with superheroes um yeah i mean listen we have no inkling of what's sort of behind or what's in the thought process with marvel studios for phase four and and beyond they're obviously have new characters they needed to, to bring out um this is definitely an interesting choice okay i mean you, I, you I don't like know it. anything about him either no, nothing interesting well maybe we'll get I, some I mean, feedback of someone i mean if anything i, was, I thought it was like is that the guy from like mortal kombat but it's not <laughs> no <laughs> uh amc's preacher gets season four renewal how how far behind are you on this bad man i yeah. I, I, I didn't even get through season two yeah I'm not which i with season two yet which i heard that was like when it really like like got better because yeah. season one was like what is this yeah this is not preacher no it's like the prelude to preacher which i just made that up <laughs> but and so now, now that it's like more like you know on canon we're like can't be bothered <laughs> it doesn't make any sense so I mean, that's exciting. When uh, one day I'll... Like, yeah, at some point I'll watch it. Hopefully it's not canceled by then. Okay. But you should go read the book. If you have nothing... If you don't know anything about Preacher or if you haven't read the book and are enjoying the show, uh, the book is uh, super fantastic. Yeah, it's great. The last bit here that I wanted to share with you and get your thoughts on was an article uh, titled Image Comics Superhero Titles Better Than Marvel and DC. So it's a list of superheroes in the Image Comics uh, realm that this author feel are, you know, better reads than what Marvel and DC has to offer and i'm interested in have you taken a look at this yet yeah i certainly have now since we started talking about it so you know i went through to see you know what of these i read or knew Uh, i'll just i'm not gonna do the whole list but i will say some standouts from things that we've talked about on the show uh, and no so things like cow are on here uh jupiter's legacy uh buzzkill which i thought was cool was in there 
um spawn kick-ass invincible i mean you know i'm an invisible man that's a great book cows in there too that threw me off yeah uh, buzzkill threw me off okay i told you when i, I met donny cates whatever all those months ago and i dropped that book's name he was like whoa 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 you're an actual fan so <laughs> i'm sorry he, he legit was like are you serious with this and i was like yes i'm not somebody new so yeah, dude, we fact- read the ghost fleet and had you on a show talking about the paybacks he forgot he didn't even remember that probably <laughs> It's like he's too famous for this show. Yeah, he definitely is now. Well, shoot. So, but- yeah. If you're just joining us, Donny Cates and Elliot Rahal were on the show together. But um, since then, Donny Cates' career has taken off. As noted earlier in this show, uh, you know, he's got Redneck on issue 17. He's lending a hand with this Marvel Knights book. Um, great dude. Well, yeah, he's very nice. Very, very famous. <laughs> Uh, so that's a good way to wrap up. So yeah, uh, if they're you know if nothing in Marvel and DC strikes at home to you, you know Image Comics has a lot of you know um, original titles that are all fantastic. But if superheroes are your realm, they also have that as well. And there are plenty of of good books, including you know incredibly long runs like Invincible that you could dive right into. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, until next week, hit us up at too many comics.com. I've been reading too many comics.